You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 138. Today is Pay It Forward, Aloha Friday. How are you educating your children for their future? Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. Aloha, Men of Abundance. I am Wally Carmichael, your host and founder of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, and today is Pay It Forward Aloha Friday. The question today is, how are you raising your children, or more specifically, how are you educating your children for their future? This is a very big conversation that we have in our household on a regular basis, And yesterday I had the amazing opportunity to have a conversation with a very abundant woman, Mary Hyatt. Mary Hyatt is one of the three daughters of Michael Hyatt. Now we had the conversation for the Men of Abundance podcast, obviously, and that episode is not going to air until sometime in February, early February. But I wanted to have this conversation because it was top of my mind. Mary and I yesterday, during our conversation, got into what it was like growing up in the household of Michael Hyatt. And, you know, she talked about how he struggled as an entrepreneur for much of his life and then finally found his niche and found his place in the world. And it was it was not an easy road. And I can definitely relate to that. But the other thing that we talked about as growing up in the household of Michael Hyatt for Mary and her two sisters was that they were always required to have jobs. Even at a young age, they were always required to read books and they and they read a lot and they read a lot of books about uh, entrepreneur children or children that had their own business or some sort of entrepreneurial mindset. They even had their, of course, they had their own little businesses that they did. And Mary talks about that and you'll hear that in the conversation uh, in the episode. But one thing that really struck me and really got my attention was that not one of the three girls have gone to college. Not one of them. They all finished their high school and then they went off to do their own thing and they're all three very successful and they're all entrepreneurs, every one of them, which I found very interesting considering that I know that Michael, based on his background, really values education, but he's an entrepreneur and he realizes that education isn't just that that is found in the classroom in traditional education. So he didn't make his girls go that route. I don't know what their conversation is. We didn't get that deep into the conversation, but I don't know how that specifically went down. But it's a conversation that comes up quite often in my household, you see, because my wife was very, very good at school. She grew up in Panama in Central America. She grew up speaking two languages in the household because grandma and grandpa spoke English and Spanish. And the education system in Panama evidently is much greater, much better as far as I'm concerned than most of our education here in the United States because they learn world history. She knew more, when I met her, she knew more about American history than I knew about American history. Hell, she knew more about American government than I knew about American government because her grandfather sat and watched C-SPAN pretty much all day long. Anyway, my boys and I, not so much. I didn't do very well in grade school. I didn't do very well in high school. And neither do my boys. 
And it's not because we have a learning disability or anything like that. I am dyslexic, and so are all of my boys, especially my little guy. Case in point, when I was in high school, I was more interested in doing sports and doing the extracurricular activity. I won't get into what all the extracurricular activity was when I was in high school, but just know that I was being held back. I was actually, um, in fact, I did get, I did go through third grade twice. I failed third grade and I went through third grade a second time. So when I got got to high school, I was older than most of my friends by at least a year. But then in high school, I wasn't applying myself in certain classes. So they put me in the special education class. Well, that was embarrassing. I did not feel I needed to be in that special education class. In fact, when I got there, within the first week or two, I started doing the curriculum, started doing the work. And then the teacher that was there was like, why are you here? You obviously don't have an issue with learning this stuff. I said, I I don't have an issue learning it. I just don't want to. But I didn't want to be in that class. I didn't want to be in the special education class and have that stigma put on me. So I applied myself enough to get out of the class. And then I kind of got myself you know, in gear and started doing some of the curriculum that I needed to do to get through high school. So now let's look at my boys. My oldest is 22 right now. He's in the Army. And he's there because he taught himself, one, he taught himself how to play guitar, which is super amazing to me because I've always wanted to play an instrument. I just never really applied myself in that. He's self-taught with that. He's self-taught with hacking excellent at computer software and computer programs, computer languages, self-taught. So I figured, you know what, since he's already a hacker, he's already getting into this kind of stuff, I'm going to make him legal. And I sent him to one of the best schools in the nation to learn uh, cryptological warfare, cybersecurity is what the civilian world calls it. In the military, it's called cryptological warfare, where they basically become a hacker. They're either on offense or defense, right? He went to the college, didn't work out too well. Because when you first start out in college to get a degree, you have to do all of the extracurricular stuff. You got to do the maths and you got to do the Englishes and you got to do all this other stuff. He didn't want nothing to do with that. He wanted to learn cryptological warfare. He wanted to learn the cybersecurity stuff. That was it. So obviously he didn't do too well because he wasn't excelling. He wasn't, he wasn't challenged. He wasn't excited about what he was doing. Of course, the work was challenging, but it wasn't challenging in the way that he wanted to be challenged. So we pulled him out, got out of the school, put him into the military. Now he's excelling in the same field in all the classes that he's taking in the military because they're 100% focusing on that subject. So now let's look at my 18-year-old who's graduated high school. Now he's in the process of getting into college, deciding what he wants to do if he's going to go into college. But he's got an entrepreneurial mindset like I do. So nothing is really going to grasp his attention unless maybe I get him into an entrepreneur class, uh, some sort of a course in entrepreneurship. So he at least learns that base of managing a business, of building a business and managing it, not a business degree. Because a business degree like I have, um, a BS in business management, teaches me how to run somebody else's business. I learned a little bit about running my own business as well, but they're more designed like an MBA is really designed to go manage somebody else's business, not to start your own business and manage it. And then we've got my little guy who's eight and he's struggling in school just like the the other three, myself and my other two boys. He's struggling the same way and it frustrates my wife and I really feel for her because she works so hard with him in his reading and his math and all this stuff and he'll get it. I didn't learn my times tables until I was in the sixth grade. And that was only because I had a really amazing teacher 
Mr. McGuire is one of the few teachers I still remember his name. He was a science teacher. He was a hands-on teacher because I'm a, what do they call it, a kinetic learner, kinesthetic learner, I, something like that. Basically, I learn best by doing. I learn with my hands. I learn by touching and feeling and actually doing and failing, figuring out, okay, that didn't work, so how am I going to do it now this way? But i got to physically do it. I can't sit and watch a white, watch somebody draw on a whiteboard. I can't sit and lecture. I'm like, why do I have to sit and li listen to a lecture when I can just read the book, do it, and then learn that way? So Mr. McGuire was an amazing teacher in that regard, and he really captivated my mind and captured my mind and allowed me to really learn and want to learn. So, man, I think this is a very, very important conversation for us to have and for you to have in your household. Really sit down and look at your children and ask yourselves, are you educating your children for their future? Or are you just educating your children based on what society says we're supposed to do? And then make those decisions. There are so many different options these days. Homeschooling does not work for everybody because, one, you, you may or may not have the time to do that. I do believe that all of our children should at least get through high school to learn those basics of reading, writing, arithmetic, but they really need to be teaching more speech and more communication type classes in there so that we can really communicate when we get out into the world. But after high school, what are your plans for your children? What do you want them to do? More importantly, what do they want to do? And how can you help them move forward into that vocation and into that lifestyle? One of the things I always like to tell guys, and I like to tell my own boys, and I have told my own boys, is decide what type of lifestyle that you want to live, and then choose a vocation that will help you live that lifestyle. Now, of course, let's be realistic about it. I've told you this before. Living on, you know, just laying around on the beach all day long is not a way to live. It sounds great, but in reality, you have to be challenged, and you have to grow, and you have to add value to your community in order to really thrive in life and have an amazing life. So be realistic about that. And if they want to go be a skater, you can't say that, well, skating's not going to get you anywhere because then you can look at people like Tony Hawk. And you can't say, well, you can't play with dummies and be a comedian because then you can look at people like Jeff Dunham. And the list goes on and on, you know, as far as sports and as far as being entrepreneurial. There's so many ways to make an amazing income these days and to add value to other people's lives that... Let them be creative. Be creative with them. Grow with them in that regard. Anyway, that's a struggle that we're working on in our house, and I hope that this has given you some ideas to think about how you're educating your children for their future. Now, go out and live your life of abundance, and make sure to pay it forward.